So recently I've been getting uh, questions about intermittent fasting and uh, information about that and is it good for you, should you try it, this and that. I'll be very honest with you as I always am. Um, this was, this was a very, this is a very big topic that I was planning on talking about, but a little bit later on, because I wanted to talk about, um, more important topics, which is considered to be what should be your foundation. And, um, because yeah, a, a lot of you guys don't know shit about what you eat, but yet you feel like intermittent fasting is the key to fucking everything, right? So uh, I'm going to bite my tongue on this and I'm going to give the people what they want in order for me to maintain my listener, to entertain my uh, existing listeners and to attract more listeners, which is the goal, obviously. I, once again, I got to give you guys what you want, uh, what you want, right? But keep in mind... Uh, I am not, some of this stuff you may not want to hear. Okay. So here's what I'm going to go. Here's how I'm going to go about this. Okay. Um, this is going to be a little bit longer than 20, 30 minutes because there's a lot to unfold here. All right. And my goal is to educate you guys on the important things in a simpler, uh, fat in a simpler manner that uh, the fitness industry isn't educating you on. At least what social media is not showing you about the fitness industry, okay? So how I'm going to go about this is um, I'm going to talk about uh, what our bodies, how our bodies, what our bodies do when we eat. I'm going to talk about some, uh, uh, some fed state hormones and fasted state hormones and then after all that shit, I'm going to try and um, give you guys shit you really need to hear. Or, and to some, maybe you're not going to like what I'm going to say. But uh, shut the fuck up and listen. Okay? So um, I'm going to start off with what I just said before. Uh, what our bodies do when we eat. Alright? So a fed state is the first two hours after eating a meal. Okay. And what happens is that our bodies start to break down glycogen, uh, which produces glucose. Okay. Now what's glucose? Glucose is the main sugar found in your blood. It comes from the food you eat, mostly from carbs. And, uh, we use glucose as our main fuel source. All right. A matter of fact, our brain cells, uh, can only get energy from glucose. So yes, carbs are good for you. Um, what is uh, glycogen? It's basically stored form of many glucose molecules. All right. So when your body isn't getting enough glucose, which is the sugar from your blood, uh, glycogen is broken down to release glucose in your bloodstream. Right now, after all that happens, our blood sugar levels rise. Right? And that's when glucose is packed into the liver and muscles and the body stores fatty acids throughout the body for future use. Okay, And this whole glucose burning period lasts for up to six hours generally. At least this is what studies have, uh, been, uh, have, have been proven from time and time again. 
Okay. Then a metabolic response kicks in, which I know everyone feels often, which is the hanger feeling. I know my wife uh, went through that last night. Fucking pissed me the fuck off. But that's on another, that's another podcast. Uh, anyways, so that wraps up the process of what our body does when we eat, okay? And that cycle restarts all over again at our next meal or whenever the fuck we put something in our mouth. Now, here are some important fed state related hormones that everyone needs to know about, all right? So first one is leptin, okay? Leptin is a thermogenic effect that's responsible for telling your body that it has more energy to burn from the food you eat. Once you eat, okay, leptin levels will spike. So the more you give food, the more you eat food, the more it spikes, all right? Leptin is also the satiety hormone that basically tells your brain when you're full by regulating your energy balance from the food you eat, okay? So the more you give food, the more it spikes, like I just said. Now, why the fuck am I talking about leptin in a podcast about intermittent fasting? Because it's been shown to improve leptin sensitivity, okay? For those who are leptin resistant, please listen. And if you don't know what leptin resistance is, shut the fuck up and listen. So a little reminder, leptin is the satiety hormone. So if you're leptin resistant, that means that the, I'll give you an example, like uh, the air quotes here, I'm full signal isn't as loud as those who are leptin sensitive. Okay. And this plays a huge role for those who are emotional eaters or deal with high levels of stress and anxiety. Okay. People who are leptin resistant are those who overeat or have very poor eating habits, which usually are considered obese or on the verge of it. Okay. And so the leptin receptors in the brain isn't receiving the air quotes, I'm full message anymore. So hormonally speaking, is that hormonally? Is that a word? Hormonally speak? I think so. Anyways, hormonally speaking, (coughs) studies have proven that leptin resistant is considered to be one of the leading drivers of fat gain in humans. Okay. So what is leptin sensitivity, you're probably asking. That's when you get the air quote, I'm full signal, much louder. So imagine leptin resistant is saying, I'm full in this, with this volume. And leptin resensitive is, hey, I'm full, stop fucking eating, you fat fuck. My apologies for the foul language, but that's basically trying to give you a better idea of, uh, what that is, okay? So with all that being said, it's clear that leptin is a very important hormone and considering its messenger job, it's, the job is, is simply, he's a messenger, it's important to acknowledge and pay attention to this because if this air quote, I'm full message gets jammed up and doesn't make it to the brain, then you're leading down a path that consists of many, many, many medical issues. So, the more crappy, and also, sorry, I'm, I'm jumping to another, uh, I'm, I'm getting a little excited here because I'm, I'm on a roll. Um, the more crappy food choices you make or the lack of stress management that you choose not to fucking handle, 
the more jammed up the message gets over time, okay? This is obviously much easier said than done. I completely understand. Um, so it, it's, like I said, some of these things, I don't want to come off as a guy who, like the way I'm saying this, it, it sounds like it, oh, just like, you know, just think of your leptin levels. It's it's much harder than, it, it's easier said than done, like I just said, Um so I feel like I'm repeating myself when I say this. With that being said, I do not want to sound as if like uh, like I'm a therapist or anything like that, but it's very important to pay attention to this, okay? However, um, intermittent fasting is a fantastic tool to help clear up this passageway, becoming more lip- leptin sensitive, okay? And... Um, there have been many controlled studies, keep in mind, I'm air quoting this, controlled studies from as early as 1990 that have shown that leptin receptors is one of the most, is one of the hormones that changes the most after a 24-hour fast. So now, yes, if you're the one who, if you guys are emotional eaters or deal with high levels of anxiety and stress and... Um, you're listening to this and you're probably like fucking getting mad at me or a thing like, oh, this motherfucker is saying this as if it's like that easy. Look, um, am I saying that intermittent fasting is the solution to this? No, right? I'm going to get into that a little bit um, later on because I really want to elaborate on that once I'm done all this stuff, okay? Uh, so just hold on tight here, okay? The next one is very important and this one is insulin all right so insulin is made by the pancreas that allows your body to use glucose from the carbs you eat for either immediate energy or for those who eat a lot of carbs it stores as fat for future use all right it's also the main fat storage hormone in the body it tells the body to store fat and prevent stored fat from being broken down Okay, insulin levels rise through digestion of carbs or simply eating like a piece of shit. Okay, wow, that was a horrible choice of words, but eating processed foods. I really should have led with that one, but uh, sorry, but transparency. So um, now, just like leptin, you can also be insulin resistant, which I'm sure some of you heard of. At least I fucking hope a lot of you guys know what the fuck that is. But assuming that most of you guys don't, let me explain. So in a nutshell, insulin resistance is where your pancreas starts to produce more and more insulin, causing your body to try to store more and more fat. All right. So what happens is that the insulin that your body is producing already isn't working as well and you need more insulin to do the same job that less insulin used to do okay in case you're not following or if i lost you basically keep eating shit processed foods and eating like a piece of shit and this will basically happen gradually over time you become insulin resistant right which leads to diabetes which contributes to obesity fucking Organ inflammation, heart decline, dementia, uh, dementia, which is a fact, and a bunch of other horrible shit that you don't want to fucking deal with, okay? 
So what is in, um, insulin fasting? Uh, what does blah, 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 what does intermittent fasting do to insulin? Once there's no more glucose in your bloodstream, because keep in mind, when you're fasting, you're not eating, you're not eating any carbs, or literally you're not eating for that matter, it gives your pancreas a fucking break. And because of this break, a shit ton of studies have been shown that some of the biggest changes that has been made through IF is a huge increase of insulin sensitivity. All right. Now, insulin sensitivity is when your cells in your body use glucose more effectively, giving your body more time for fat to be released from your cells to be burned as energy instead of storing it. Okay. And obviously having a healthier diet promotes this. Okay. Now, being in a fasted state apparently takes about two to three and a half hours after your last meal. So once you're in that fasted state, blood sugar and insulin levels start to decline, causing your body to convert glycogen into glucose, which like I said, it's a form of sugar. Keep in mind, this happens within 18 hours, okay? And considering that the majority of the population can barely go without food after three hours, chances of you being in a fasted state are very fucking low. Sorry, not sorry, but that's the fucking truth, right? But don't get your hopes down because I'll get back to this shortly, okay? Now, I'm going to bring up three fasted state hormones for you guys to know about if ever you guys get to the point where you want to push your meal past 18 hours, okay? I'm going to talk about glucagon, all right? Now, glucagon is a hormone made from the pancreas, and when you fast, it releases stored fatty acids, okay? I got to bring up glucagon whenever we bring up insulin because it's just part of the ratio, right? Glucagon, insulin, Remember what I said about insulin in the fasted state. Because there's no insulin being produced, your insulin levels drop. Duh. Sorry, I'm about to burp. Ah, sorry. And um, when that drops, when your insulin levels drop, your glucagon levels rise. And when your glucagon levels rise, it signals the body to release stored fat to be used as fuel. So in simpler terms, your body is literally turning into a fat burning machine, okay? Seeing how that's literally the only source of energy it could use at that point, assuming that you're in a fasted state. Keep that in mind. The next one is ghrelin, okay? Now, ghrelin is the opposite of leptin. So if leptin is the satiety hormone, then ghrelin is the hunger hormone. Yeah, the hunger hormone. Um, it's a hormone that stimulates appetite. It tells your brain when you're hungry. So during a fasted state, obviously ghrelin levels increase through the fucking roof, especially if you've tried it, if you're trying it out for the first, the first time. However, implementing intermittent fasting gradually over time, ghrelin levels have been shown to normalize. Okay, meaning you're less hungry during your fast than when you first started. This is kind of like a metabolic uh, adaptation. Keep in mind, like I've been saying in all my podcasts, in all my episodes, 
uh, our bodies are an adaptation machine, okay? So um, the more you practice intermittent fasting and the more you push your, your next meal a little further and further away, um, you don't get this hangry feeling as much as you used to. Okay, I personally found this to make perfect sense, especially after the third time I started doing it. All right. Now, last one is the human growth hormone. Okay, and I'm talking about the natural one, not the synthetic one that all athletes get busted with or these fucking douchebag bodybuilders use. All right, the natural, uh, I'm gonna, because it's a big word, I'm gonna say HGH. I'm sure you guys heard of that one before. Um, the natural HGH is considered the youth hormone because it plays a huge role in helping to build muscle mass, boost metabolism and burn fat, which literally is the three key ingredients to have you staying younger and feeling younger all at the same time for the rest of your life. Hence youth hormone. Our bodies produce, produce HGH in the pituitary gland, which is in your brain. Uh, we produce normal le- levels of it in our younger years, right? So when we're younger, um, we produce all this shit, which, uh, so I don't know back then, I don't know if you guys ever done this, but looking back in your pictures, you, you feel like you look, your skin is so much better. You're in a much better shape. Uh, you like, you could have back in the day, you were able to eat fucking anything and everything. Um, and being able to burn it off so easily, right? Um, that's the HGH levels. And that diminishes the older we get. So unfortunately, uh, well, that explains, now that I just said that, that really explains a lot, right? And also explains a lot why it also, and blah, 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 blah. It may also explain, um, I, might offend, I may offend some people uh, with this, but it may also explain why you spend so much fucking money on Botox, right? In hopes that you can look as good as you did back in the day. But in reality, you just look like a fucking plastic toy. Anyways, that's shots fired. Sorry, not sorry. Um, but for those who maintain a relatively healthy balanced diet and moderate levels of activity, you do promote increased levels of HGH, right? Which leads to building and protecting muscle mass, metabolism boosting, and fat burn, okay? And so does intermittent fasting, how does, how do I say this? Like, how do I say this? Intermittent fasting does uh, promote all this. It promotes HGH uh, levels. Matter of fact, it promotes it. It promotes a fuck. It produces a fuck ton of it. All right. Matter of fact, there was a study. I actually just read a study recently uh, by Dr. Horn, um, which is the director of cardiovascular and genetic epidemiology. I always have actually wrote this word down epidemiology epidemiology. I just butchered that fucking word, but, uh, anyway, it's a study done by Dr. Horn, uh, in 2020, 
believe it or not, at the Intermountain Medical Center and Heart Institute, where basically he conducted a controlled study where he had over 200 applicants fast for 24 hours, all right? So with access uh, to water and only water whenever they wanted. And um, once the study was done, so once the 24 hours of uh, fasting was done, uh, he and his colleagues saw uh, that their HGH levels has increased. When it came to women, it increased a whopping 1,300%. And in men, almost 2,000%. Okay? Now, what the fuck does that mean? I have absolutely no idea. All right? With test scores like that, showing numbers like that, you would think they walked out of there looking fucking 20 years younger. But um, this was one of the breakthroughs that they that they saw and uh, that they recorded when it came to hormones. All right. Um, But to be honest with you, I couldn't really find any more specific details regarding what those test results meant in real life. But uh, what they did say in the article was they all got interviewed separately over the next uh, month. And they all noted that their sleep has dramatically improved and their sleep quality has dramatically improved and felt like their stress levels have decreased where to the point where they felt more present when uh, an issue or an uncomfortable moment had uh, occurred into their present life, All right, which I found very interesting because lack of sleep and stress play a huge role in your quality of life, right? And contributes to many negative side effects, especially when we age, okay? So look, um... That was it for the informative part of the episode. Now, let me give you my professional advice with a huge side order of a reality check, all right? Because that's what my podcast is all about, keeping it simple, but most importantly, um, well, yeah, most importantly, keep it simple, but at the same time, uh, I have to keep it transparent. Maybe borderline offensive and a tad controversial, but if you don't like it, get the fuck off my podcast, Okay. And I may sound frustrated right now because uh, intermittent fasting uh, should be viewed as a reset button, okay? And the purpose of intermittent fasting is to push that button more frequently, okay? You have to understand, guys, fasting has been around for thousands of years. It started off as a religious practice, right? So this isn't anything new. It's just, it's now become a trend, right? Ever since COVID hit and the gyms were closed, no one knew, everyone was freaking about, oh my God, I don't know what to fucking do and the gyms are fucking closed. So now all these trends came, uh, started popping up, like the ketogenic diet, the intermittent fasting, all these ways to lose weight as fast and as effective as possible without actually working out, Okay. So, um, there's no question that intermittent fasting is healthy. And yes, I'm here to say everyone should practice this, but just because it's considered healthy 
does not mean that it's good for you right now. In fact, most of you listening to this, it should be the last fucking thing you should attempt. And that's because all of you, I don't want to say all of you, but a good majority of you are so focused on weight loss and motivated to do anything by some sort of, like you guys are motivated from self-hate. Like keep in mind, Everyone wants to lose weight and wants to lose fat, right? I've never heard of anyone saying, I want to get as fat as fucking possible. Let's fucking go, right? I'm just gen- speaking for, to the general audience here. Everyone wants, everyone wants to lose fat and lose uh, weight, okay? And usually that's from, especially in today's society where social media is constantly making you compare yourself to other people, especially in the fitness industry, the, you guys are all mo- slightly motivated from self-hate, right? It's all about the image. It's all about the way you look versus the way you feel, okay? And um, which is why everyone has been through this yo-yo type of dieting before. You try a diet, you lose a shit ton of weight, and then all of a sudden, you realize that it's not sustainable for you. You stop and you gain all the weight back. And then you fucking tell your friends, oh, yeah, it worked. Reality check for you guys. If you lost weight and gained it back, that did not work for you. Get that in your fucking brain. All right. Here's the issue with intermittent fasting. Okay, I'm going to try and say this as, uh, obviously I'm going to say this as direct as possible. I want to, because I, I really want to hammer this home. Okay. And am I going to talk about intermittent fasting again? Absolutely. I'm going to like, it's not like I'm, tu- I'm touching on every topic and then I'm not going to bring it up again. No, it's just what I need to address is now that I just, um, informed you guys on the shit you really need to know that about what really goes on in your body when you try and fast, some of you guys will take this and run with it. And this is the issue that I have with you people. You guys have no fucking idea how many calories you eat. And all you guys are focused on is the calories you burn. And don't say that you're that I'm wrong because all I see in my Instagram is your fucking stupid Apple Watch bullshit saying, oh, yeah, I got after it today. 700 calories like like whoop to do basil, you know, and so you guys take this and after all the information I just gave you, which makes fucking perfect sense and it's medically backed and scientifically backed, you guys run with it. And then the next day, you just all of a sudden stop fucking eating and you starve yourself and you go on this fasted cardio craze and you use these fasted cardio supplements and you go on these stupid other fucking supplements that like press to, 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 to pass these, the, the, the hours that you didn't eat and all that shit and it just start it, it long term guys if you continue doing this this is how you become this is how you develop an eating disorder now i'm not going to get into the the specifics of how to develop an eating disorder because i'm not a 
psychologist. I'm not a eat, I'm not a psychologist that specializes in eating disorders. That's actually one of my guests that I would love to bring on the sh- uh, on the show. By the way, so if you guys know anyone, um, please let me know because I know some of you listening to me have experienced eating disorders before and are recovering from an eating disorder. So to some of you, this may be triggering, and I'm sorry, but. In no way, shape, or form am I saying that this is right for you. Matter of fact, like I said before, this is the last thing for you. As a matter of fact, this is something that you should never fucking touch on. Okay? At least until you get the clearing of a uh, your, your, your doctor. Alright? Um, another thing. It's just... I'm going to, I'm going to fucking go after the fitness industry and social media because the fitness industry floods your, 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 your social media platforms with these before and after pictures. All you need is a before and after picture that says, I just did intermittent fasting for one month and I only ate once a day or I only ate after 16 hours and uh, I lost an X amount of weight. That's all you need for you guys to fucking hit the ground running with that shit. And this is what the fitness industry doesn't address. It doesn't address your actual habits and how they're fucking shit. And how before you start implementing new uh, new habits, no, not even. Before you start implementing new tricks, you still have to start addressing your shit habits. Keep in mind, like I'll I'll give you a, an example. Um, it's like here you are, a str- someone who's struggling to lose their weight, and you're yo-yoing back and forth with different diet diets, this and that. You spent an X amount of money on diet programs and diets and uh, workout programs, and you just you just you tried everything. And now all of a sudden you see intermittent fasting pop up in your newsfeed and all you read is, which is what the fitness industry promotes, stop eating and only eat after 16 hours. That is a huge fucking, that's not even considered a step. That's like longer than my furthest long jump I've ever done. That's a fucking leap and a half. And so what do you do? You fucking take that. You take it and run with it. And yeah, obviously you're going to fucking lose weight because here you are eating like a piece of shit or eating way too much, not correcting your shit habits and recognizing certain patterns that you do in in, in your daily life and you stop eating. Yeah, you're going to lose weight. And then once you see the weight go down on the scale, you're motivated. And then you're motivated, you're motivated, you're motivated, and you continue doing it, continue doing it. And then all of a sudden, after a month, the weight stops, uh, that drastic weight loss stops. And, uh, or at least it slows down drastically. That's because your fucking body, your metabolism adapted, your body adapted, Right? And then also you realize, especially now, right? It's beautiful outside right now. I think it's like seven degrees out. The, 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 
the regular, the stupid rules of COVID are being lifted soon. It looks promising that we're going to have a, a, a normal summer. How long are you going to be able to fucking not eat for? Right? It's not sustainable for you guys. Especially if you haven't built a solid foundation where you have a little base of understanding of how your own body works to certain foods and how you react to certain foods. And if you haven't established a relationship with, with, with the foods that you eat and what we're constantly surrounded by, which is fucking food, then intermittent fasting is the last fucking thing you got, you should be doing. Now, that's the end of my rant for my suggestions for you guys. Now, I'm going to go into a little bit of a personal uh, experience. And I'm going to talk to you about my uh, experience with intermittent fasting. Now, I'm going to try and summarize this as, as much as I can. But in hopes to make this uh, easy to understand. Now... Brief introduction, I've been saying this, uh, I, I said this before, I spoke about myself before in my other episodes, I come from an athletic background, right? So uh, I was a, a professional long jumper and I had dreams, uh, I was trying to become, uh, I was trying to qualify for the 2012 and 2016 Olympics in long jump. Now, um, when you're at that certain level of, of athleticism, your life is drastically different. And I'm talking about uh, workout-wise and especially nutri- uh, nutritional, nutrition, nutritional-wise, nutritionally-wise, whatever, you fucking understand. Um, once I left, once I retired in 2016, my, obviously my activity levels have dropped significantly and I ended up getting a fuck ton of weight. Just to give you an idea, I was I averaged about 175 to 185 pounds uh, for a good majority of my life. And as soon as I stopped, within a year, I gained about 30 pounds. I'm not joking. I now weigh 210 pounds, but I'll get to that into another episode. But I'm very comfortable where, where I'm at. But uh, at first, I gained so much fat. I lost my abs, all this stuff. And uh, I basically developed a very unhealthy relationship uh, to food and uh, to fitness and all that shit. It was very frustrating. Anyways, fast forward to 2019. COVID fucking hits. And all the gyms are closed. I ended up uh, switching uh, Costco's. I am now at Costco Rico in Varen, where I average about fifteen to eighteen thousand steps a day in steel toe boots. Now, um, that was a huge shock for me at first because I've never done that many steps before. Keep in mind, I used to sprint and jump on a daily basis. It's just different types of uh, of this is a different type of stress that I put on my body. And then I started doing some research and I started studying. I went back to my books. I went back to my studying and I um, went, I created my, my nutritional foundation and I started tracking my calories, tracking my macros. And I finally established a healthy relationship with my food. And then I told myself, if I don't want to, I don't want to lose, I don't want to gain 
a fuck ton of weight now that the gyms are closed. I have a job where I'm now uh, walking a fuck ton. How can I continue to shock my body? Which is, uh, in other words, how can I capitalize on my weight loss? Because that was my goal. Obviously, I don't want to gain fucking fat. How can I capitalize on this with uh, the different type of stress that I now have, which is my significant amount of steps that I do in a day? That's when I started looking into intermittent fasting, which back in the day when I was an athlete, that was the last thing I, uh, I wanted to do, which by the way, uh, I wish I did, but I'm not going to go into that. Athletes, all athletes should, uh, should, uh, experiment with intermittent fasting at one point in their career and, and in their training, uh, regime anyways. And I started doing that. And at first, because I know myself and because I love breakfast and I used to always wake up super hungry, I used to always eat the same amount of stuff, which is either like a protein based yogurt kind of recipe that I have and, uh, or good old steak and nuts and, uh, berries. I actually considered, uh, you know what, before fucking jumping into automatically, uh, stopping, like not eating for 16, 18 hours, considering my life, my lifestyle and the way I am when I'm hungry. And most importantly, my job, which is very physical, I decided to just skip breakfast and eat only on my first break, which is, uh, I start at four 30. My first break is usually at seven 30. So keep in mind, my last meal was six 30, uh, at night the next day. Well, the day before I'm actually gonna go on my calculator. So six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So calculate two hours of digestion. So six, seven, so eight 30. That's when my body is uh, digested everything. So 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3. That's seven hours of sleep because I wake up at 3 in the morning. And then 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. So already I started, I, I did my, my first personalized fast, which was 11 hours, which I have never, ever, ever done before unless I was really sick. And I felt absolutely fantastic. I felt great. So I started, I stuck to that. I just stuck with that for as, for as long as I could. All right. And, uh, keep in mind, uh, I do have a, I do eat very healthy. Consider, uh, you know, if you have, if you want to compare myself, especially if you, if you compare myself, if I compare myself to the people I work with, that's for fucking sure. But to the average individual, I consider myself eating, uh, I consider myself to have a very healthy, um, uh, sustainable uh, eating uh, regime. Then I noticed maybe after a couple weeks, I noticed that this was getting very easy. And I noticed that my, on my first break, I wasn't really that hungry. I was just eating because I told myself and I planned this that I would only start to eat on my first break. So then I started to push that fast till my second break, which is lunch, which is three hours later. So 11, 12, 13, 14. So then all of a sudden I'm hitting a 14 hour fast and I started doing that and I did that for a good month and then 
Once again, I adapted. I started feeling fantastic. I take Concerta from time to time, okay? Depends on how I feel on the day and my lack of sleep. Do I depend on my Concerta? No. Keep in mind, I have ADHD. So my attention levels and sometimes my my levels of uh, motivation and the way I act, it, it fluctuates, right? And for the first time ever, I actually noticed a significant difference in my mood as soon as I started to... Um, push my fast past my lunch break after 14 hours. It was nuts. And then that's when I started getting more motivated and I was like, wow, this is really cool. Let's see how I feel when I go and uh, push it till supper, which was a huge jump. And I'll never forget the first time I did it Keep in mind, I was super motivated, right? Motiv- motivation works, uh, comes in handy. First time I did it, my wife comes through the door. She, she comes home at like 5.30 and that's when I'm home, I'm cooking supper. You should have seen the fucking mess I was making. Like I had, I, it was like as if I was on a fucking cooking show. I was in it to win it and I wouldn't shut up. I was talking to my wife. I was asking how her day went. I wanted, I just felt like, you know the movie Limitless when he takes that pill and he's like, he's learning Mandarin and the algorithms and all that shit? I literally felt like that. And my wife was like, but I was just so in the zone, I never really paid attention to it until my wife asked me why the fuck I'm, super, uh, I'm so annoying right now. And then I was like, whoa, man. I, I stopped and I considered, I was like, fuck, this shit works. And then I, I stopped and I told myself, I'm like, I feel really good. Like, and I'm not even fucking, I'm not starving. And keep in mind, I come from a background where for the last 10 years of my, of my career in, in uh, track and field, I was eating six to eight times a day, right? Thousands of calories a day. And here I am, I only, I, I didn't even eat, right? And uh, so I told my wife that I've been fasting and Morgan's like, oh my God, that's not healthy. That's a whole other story. But, um, yeah. And my first meal, I focused heavily on proteins and fats more. I lean more on a ketogenic diet. Why? That's for another episode. Obviously I had carbs, but anyways, and I didn't want to push my fast. I didn't want to continue doing a 24 hour fast every single day because I didn't want my body to, uh, drastic. It was a huge jump for me, right? I just, because it worked the first time doesn't mean I should jump on. I should follow this train of, you know, of momentum and continue doing it. No, I just wanted to see how it worked. I put it all down in my journal. Yes. I journal, which is very uh, helpful. And, um, I learned from it and then every week. So long to summarize all this, uh, I now only eat, I eat whenever the fuck I want. Okay. Let's just be clear here. I don't want to sound like, uh, I don't want to sound like I'm, uh, biting my tongue here or whatever, but is that even the expression I should be saying? Anyway, whatever. Um, what I'm trying to say is now to summarize all this, I only eat after my, uh, after lunch. Okay. So 
I push my fast till about 18 hours. So when I get home, I have a little snack, either like a can of tuna or whatever, if I feel hungry. Now that I'm working out now, uh, I actually work out fasted twice a week. And uh, I feel absolutely fantastic. All right. So on average, I... I push a 14 to 16 hour fast on average, on a daily average. And once a week, usually on Mondays, this is when I, this is when I usually do a 24 hour fast because uh, the weekends I kind of go like not all out, but you know, I, I let loose, uh, you know, I order in whatever and uh, I feel fantastic. Now, one of the greatest things that I learned from intermittent fasting is how I apply it into my life, which is what I just uh, explained right now. A great way to apply that I thought was incredibly effective for me uh, was um, vacation. So for those who don't know, I just recently got, well, recently, it's almost, it's almost going to be a year I got married and I went to Miami. I wanted to go to Hawaii, but it was really complicated with the COVID and all that stuff. So me and my wife took our fucking money that we saved up for our super expensive wedding that only ended up costing maybe an eighth of uh, our savings. And we blew it all in Miami. We fucking lived like rock stars, fucked like porn stars and did a whole bunch of shit. Cocaine on our titties. Just joking. Don't do cocaine. Don't do cocaine, kids. Anyways. Um, you can imagine the amount of shit that we, we lived like rock stars, right? We ate like celebrities. We, it was a, a, a great time. This is a huge shock to my body, right? I was shitting like you have no idea when I got home, right? Cause my body isn't used to the amount of activities and the amount of alcohol and all that shit I put in my, in my system. So one of the greatest things that I, that my, that I did and my wife did uh, as well, was um, the days where we knew we were going out to drinks, we're going out for drinks, followed by a super nice supper, and then more drinks after, and then drunk sex after as well, perfect. Um, we fasted the next day for like 12 hours. And that really, really, really helped regulate my hormones, it really like, it was just like a reset button. It was like a natural reset button that my body was able to do by itself because of the, the amount of times I practiced intermittent fasting in my day-to-day -day life. Cause keep in mind guys, every time like, and everyone does this, right? Everyone goes on vacation then they come back and then they fucking post these juicer cleansers, uh, post-vacation cleanse, got to get back to normal. And then you end up shitting everything. Here's why you end up shitting everything from the juicers. Because when the fuck do you eat celery juice, dick muck juice, turmeric acid, and dragon berry uh, fuck juice all in one bottle? Whatever the fuck they put in, the, in these bottles. Obviously, it's a huge shock to your system. So what happens? You fucking shit it all out. So you're on the toilet assuming like, yeah, this fucking works. When in reality, you're just putting something else that your body has never really, that your body's never, that hasn't been used to. So everyone does this when, we're, when we go on vacation, right? It's like we, we fucking, we go on vacation, fuck like porn stars, drink like alcoholics, and we fucking eat like fat fucks, which we deserve. And uh, 
We come back, we do these fucking juicer cleanses, then we assume everything's okay. Here's, here's a trick that I'm going to give to you guys. And this is actually, look, I'm going to give you this trick, but I suggest you don't do this. But when you come back from vacation, guys, try pushing uh, your, your first meal a little bit longer than you would, than you usually would. Okay. So if you guys are, uh, if you guys are usually, uh, usually eat breakfast, don't eat your breakfast, like skip your breakfast, have your coffee, preferably black coffee, right? Have your coffee. And then when you get to work, like eat there, eat like a something little, right? Start off small. You got to understand, okay? And this is basically the biggest tip I could give you. Before you guys take this information and fucking run with it, and then the next day, you fucking skip, you, you, you go 24 hours without eating, and then you go back to eating your normal fucking shit food. Before you do that, which is, by the way, you're completely defeating the purpose, start small. You guys have to understand, you, sh- you guys should emphasize making the littlest, littlest, the least amount of change, okay, that make the biggest difference, okay, that make the biggest effects. So keep in mind, I'm 31 years old. Just look, whatever age you guys are, assuming you guys are like 18 years old, whatever, not even like, yeah, 18. I know I have a lot of people who are 18. Uh, a huge majority of my audience, uh, their age ranges from 28 to 35. So let's say you're 30 years old. For 30 years, you've been eating the same way. For 30 years, right? Now, imagine, so let's say, assuming that you always eat breakfast, Okay. And then your next meal is in like three hours from then. And then you have lunch. Start off by just not eating breakfast. Okay? Little fucking FYI here. Breakfast is not the most important meal of the day. Do you know who told you that the most important meal of the day is breakfast? Breakfast fucking companies. Cereal companies. All right? It's not the most important meal of the day. Okay? So... It's, it's this, this episode has been going on for 50 minutes because I could go on with this. So I'm going to finish off with this. All right. After everything I just said, I went on a fucking rant today. Okay. And I hope you guys are still listening. The biggest piece of advice that I could give you guys. Okay. Because the general audience, the general population always eats breakfast. Okay. And I, I know you guys are big cereal people. Don't eat breakfast. Don't go and order Tim Hortons. Don't go to your local uh, breakfast spot, drive through spot, and order your fucking wrap uh, whatever. Okay? Push that. Now that you have the understanding and the knowledge that I just gave you about w- how your body uh, acts and how your body works to intermittent fasting... I think this is exactly what you need for you to push your meal till lunch. Just skip breakfast. Slow and steady wins the race. And just experiment with that. Pay attention to how you feel. 
All right. Yes, you're going to be fucking hungry. That's normal, right? After what I just told you, that's exact. That's perfectly normal. Now that you understand that, understand that you're not going to fucking starve yourself. You're not going to die. Okay. So, um, skip breakfast. And at the end of the day, if you continue to do this long term, you're not only uh, pushing your fast and making a significant positive change to, to yourself, but you're also saving a lot of money because fuck, breakfast is expensive nowadays, man. Everything's expensive after COVID. So um, keep that in mind the next time you guys are thinking of trying to experiment with fasting. And also, uh, once again... Uh, I've been, no, actually not once again, I've been, uh, yeah, once again, I've been working on a project of mine that, uh, is going to be starting very soon and I'm looking for applicants. I'm looking for participants. It's basically, I'm doing a uh, heart transplant. Just fucking joking. Uh, look, I started this six week course where I'm going to be coaching guys through, uh, some things that uh, the fitness industry have, oh, whoops, that the fitness, fitness industry has failed to inform you on. Okay, uh, I'm not going to go into details with it now. Uh, if you guys have listened uh, till uh, up to this point, uh, if you guys are interested in getting coached by me personally in a group setting online through Zoom, Please message me because I have created a six-week online course where um, I basically educate you guys on your foundation and how knowing your foundation and controlling your foundation is what's going to get you to achieve your fitness goals and not only that, to keep your fitness goals for the rest of your life, okay? So... That's it. Thank you guys for holding in there. Uh, I know it's been, uh, it's now going on 54 minutes. Uh, sorry, not sorry, but there's going to be topics like this that actually need maybe even more than an hour for me to explain. So I hope I um, kept it simple. And uh, with that being said, take my information, listen to me. Please share this as much as you can. Give, my, give me a five-star rating. Share this to your friends and family. Share this on your social media accounts. Tag me. Do whatever you got to do so I can educate more people. All right? Don't forget to keep it simple, guys.